Section 19 of The Art of Bookbinding, A Practical Treatise. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Casper. The Art of Bookbinding by Joseph William Zainsdorf. Chapter 23, Finishing, Part 2. Finishing is divided into two classes, blind or antique, or, as it is sometimes called, monastic and gold-finished. The term antique is mostly known in the trade, and when Morocco antique or calf antique is mentioned, it means that the whole of the finishing is to be done in blind tooling. Not only this, but that the boards should be very thick and beveled, and the edges either dull gilt or red, or gilt over red. This class of work is used extensively for religious books. A gold line introduced and intermixed with blind work gives a great relief to any class of antique work. It is not necessary that a special set of tools be kept for antique work, though some would look quite out of keeping if worked in gold. As a general rule, antique tools are bold and solid, such as Venetian tools, whilst those for gold work are cut finer and are well shaded. The greater number work equally well in gold and in blind, but when a special style has to be followed, the various tools and their adaptation to that style must be studied. The general color of the blind work is dark brown, and the proper way of working these antique tools is to take them warm and work them on the damp leather a number of times, thus singeing or burning, as it were, the surface only, until it has assumed its proper degree of color. Antique work as a decoration requires quite as much dexterity and care as gold work. Every line must be straight, and the tools must be worked properly on the leather, both in color and depth and as the tools have to be worked many times on the same spot, it requires a very steady hand and great care not to double them. Some consider blind work as preparatory to gold work, and that it gives experience in the method of handling and working the various tools, and the degree of heat required for different leathers, without burning them through. The leather on which this work is mostly executed is morocco and calf, in finishing the back of a book, it must always be held tightly in the finishing press. When in the press, mark the head and tail, as a guide for the pallets, by running a folding stick along the edge of a piece of parchment or vellum, held by the finger and thumb of the left hand, against the sides of the volume, across the back at the proper place. When two or more books of the same character and size are to range together, the backs must be compassed up so that the lines, head and tail, may run continuous when finished. In using the pallet, hold it firmly in the right hand, and let the working motion proceed from the wrist only, as if it were a pivot. It will be found rather difficult at first to work the pallets straight over the back, and even to the sides of the bands, but after a little practice it will become easy to accomplish. Morocco Flexible work, as a rule, has blind lines, a broad and a narrow one, worked close to the bands. Damp the back with a sponge and clean water, and work the moisture evenly into the leather with a hard, clean brush. 
Take a pallet of a size suitable to the book, warm it over the stove, and work it firmly over the back. As the leather dries, make the pallet hotter. This will generally be found sufficient to produce the required dark lines. Sometimes it will be necessary to damp the different places two or three times in order to get the proper color in the blind tooling. The tools may have a tendency to stick to the leather and possibly burn it. To obviate this, take one and a quarter ounce of white wax and one ounce of deer fat or lard. Place them in a pipkin over a fire or in a warm place, so that they may be well mixed together. When mixed, allow them to cool. Rub some of this mixture upon the rough or fleshy side of a piece of waste morocco, and when working any tools in blind, rub them occasionally over the prepared surface. This mixture will be found of great service in getting the tools to slip or come away from the leather in working. Lard alone is sometimes used, but this mixture will be found of greater service to any finisher, and the advantage of adding the wax will be apparent. The lines impressed on the back must now have their gloss given to them. This is done by jiggering the pallets over them. Make the pallet rather hot, rub it over the greased piece of leather, and work it backwards and forwards in the impression previously made. Great care must be taken that the pallet be kept steadily in the impressions already made, or they will be doubled. The back is now ready for lettering. This will be found further on, classed under gold work. To blind tool the side of a book, it must be marked with a folder and straight edge, according to the pattern to be produced, and as a guide for the rolls and tools to be used. These lines form the ground plan for any design that has to be worked. Damp the whole of the side with a sponge, and brush it as before directed. Then work the fillets along the lines marked. Run them over the same line two or three times. When dry, make the fillet immovable by driving a wooden wedge between the roll and fork, and jigger it backwards and forwards to produce the gloss. If tools are to be worked, make them slightly warm, and as the leather dries, make the tool hotter and hotter. This must be repeated as often as is necessary, until the desired depth of color and gloss is obtained. In using a roll that has a running or continuous pattern, a mark should be made upon the side with a file at the exact point that first comes in contact with the leather, so that the same flower, scroll, or other design may always fall in the same place in the repeated workings. It is impossible for a roll to be cut so exactly that it may be worked from any point in the circumference without doubling the design. All blind work is done in the same manner, whether in using a small or a large tool. Namely, the leather must be damped and repeatedly worked until the depth of color is obtained. It is then allowed to dry and reworked to produce the gloss. The beauty of blind work consists in making the whole of the finishing of one uniform color, in other words, avoiding the fault of having any portion of the work of a lighter tint than the rest. Gold work is far more complicated than blind or antique work, so that it will be better if one practices upon some spare pieces of roan, calf, or morocco before one attempts to finish a book. Gold work is not more difficult than blind tooling, it is only more complicated. The different kinds of leather require such different degrees of heat 
that what would fail to make the gold adhere upon one leather would burn through another. The various colors each require their different degrees of heat. As a rule, light fancy colors require less heat than dark ones. The finisher has not only to contend with these difficulties, but he must also become an adept in handling the gold leaf and in using the proper medium by which the gold is made to adhere to the leather. This medium is used in two ways, wet and dry. The wet is used for leather, the dry for velvet, satin, silk, and paper. The wet medium is again divided into two classes, one for non-porous and another for porous leather. Morocco is the principal of the non-porous leathers, with roan and all other imitation Morocco. The porous varieties consist of calf of all kinds, russia and sheep. The non-porous leathers need only to be washed with thin paste water or vinegar and glared once, but if the glare be thin or weak it will be necessary to give them a second coat. The porous varieties must be paste-washed carefully, sized all over evenly, and glared once or twice, care being taken that the size and glare be laid on as evenly as possible. All this, although apparently so simple, must be well kept in mind, because the great difficulty that apprentices have to contend with is that they do not know the proper medium for the various leathers, and one book may be prepared too much, while another may have a deficiency, and as a consequence one book will be spoilt by the preparation cracking, and the gold will not adhere to the other. By following the directions here given, the finisher will find that his gold will adhere without much trouble, beyond the practice necessary in becoming accustomed to an accurate use of the various tools. Suppose that a half-Morocco book is before us to be neatly finished and lettered. Take a broad and narrow pallet of suitable and proper size, and work it against the bands in blind as a guide for finishing in gold. As the impression need be but very slight, warm the pallet on the gas stove but very little. Choose some suitable tool as a centerpiece to go between the bands. Work this also lightly on the back, exactly in the center of each panel. This must be worked as truly as possible and perfectly straight. A line made previously with a folding stick along the center of the back will greatly assist in the working of a tool in its proper position. Now wash the back with vinegar and brush it well with a hard brush to disperse the moisture and drive it equally into the leather. Some use paste water for this purpose instead of vinegar. Paste water has a tendency to turn gray in the course of time, and this is avoided in using vinegar. Vinegar also imparts freshness to the morocco and keeps it moist a longer time, which is very desirable when finishing morocco. The impressions made by the broad and narrow palette and the center tool are now to be penciled in with glare. When dry, pencil in another coat, allow this again to dry, then rub them very slightly with a piece of oiled cotton wool. Take a leaf of gold from the book and spread it out evenly on the gold cushion, cut it as nearly to the various shapes and sizes of the tools as possible. Now take up one of the pieces of gold upon a large pad of cotton wool, previously greased slightly by drawing it over the head. There is always a sufficient amount of natural grease in the hair to cause the gold to adhere to the cotton when so treated. 
lay the gold gently but firmly on the impressed leather. See that the whole of the impression is covered, and that the gold is not broken. Should it be necessary to put on another piece of gold leaf, gently breathing on the first will make the second adhere. When all the impressions are covered with gold leaf, take one of the tools heated to such a degree that when a drop of water is applied it does not hiss but dries instantly. Work it exactly in the blind impressions. Repeat this to the whole of the impressions, and wipe the overplus of gold off with the gold rag. The impressions are now supposed to be worked properly in gold. But if there are any parts where the gold does not adhere, they must be re-glared and worked in again. A saucer should be placed near at hand with water and a piece of rag or sponge in it to cool any tool and reduce it to its proper heat before using. If the tool be used too hot, the gold impression will be dull. If too cold, the gold will not adhere. To use all tools of the exact degree of heat required is one of the experiences of the skilled workman. The back is now ready for the title. Set up the proper words in a type case, of a type sufficiently large and suitable to the book. The chief word of the title should be in somewhat larger size than the rest, the others diminishing, so that a pleasant arrangement of form be attained. In order to adjust the length of the words, it may be necessary to space some of them, that is, to put between each letter a small piece of metal called a space. Square the type, or make the face of the letters perfectly level, by pressing the face of them against a flat surface before tightening the screw. They must be exactly level with one another, or in the working some of them will be invisible. Screw up the type case, warm it over the finishing stove, and work the letters carefully in blind as a guide. Damp the whole of the lettering space with vinegar. When dry, pencil the impressions in twice with glare. Then lay the gold on and work them in gold. But with lead type and a spring type case, a method more suitable for some binders, on account of its relative cheapness and the convenience of the case fitting itself to different sizes of type, of which the binder will want a selection of various sizes, the type case must be warmed before the type is put in. The heat of the case should impart sufficient heat for the type to be worked properly. If the case and type be put on the stove, the type will probably be melted if not watched very narrowly. Hand letters are letters fixed in handles, each used as a single tool. The letters should be arranged in alphabetical order round the finishing stove, and as each letter is wanted, it is taken from the order, worked, and replaced. They are still very much used in England, but where two or more books are to have the same lettering, brass type is very much better. It does its work more uniformly than hand letters, however skillfully used. When this simple finishing can be executed properly and with ease, a more difficult task of finishing may be attempted, such as a full gilt back. This is done in two ways, a run-up back and a mitered back. As a general rule, Morocco is always mitered. Place the book on its side, lift up the millboard, and make a mark, head and tail, on the back, a little away from the hinge of the back. Then with a folder and straight edge, mark the whole length of the back, this is to be done on both sides. 
make another line the whole length down the exact center of the back. With a pair of dividers, take the measurement of the spaces between the bands, and mark the size, head and tail, for the panels from the top and bottom band. With a folder and strip of parchment, make a line across the back, head and tail, at the mark made by the dividers. Work a thin, broad, and narrow pallet alongside the bands in blind. Prepare the whole of the back with vinegar and glare, as above described, but lay the glare on with a sponge. When dry, lay the gold on, covering the whole of the back with it, mending any breaks. For mitering, take a two-line pallet that has the ends cut at an angle of forty-five degrees, so that the joint at that angle may be perfect. Work this on the side, at the mark made up the back, and up to the line made in blind across the back. Repeat this to each panel. The two-line pallet must be worked across the back and up to the lines made in gold. The cutting of the pallet at the angle will allow of the union or mitre, so that each panel is independent of the other. There will be a space left, head and tail, which may be filled up with any fancy pallet or repetition of tools. The corners should be in keeping with the center, and large enough to fit the panel. Work these from the sides of the square made or from the center of the panel, as will be found most convenient according to the thickness of the book and style of the finishing, and then fill in any small stops. When the hole is done, rub the gold off with a gold rag, and use the India rubber if necessary. The title has now to be put on, which is done in the same manner as before described. It is not always necessary that the finishing be done in blind first. I have explained it, and advocate its being so worked first, as easier for a learner. One who is accustomed to finishing finds that a few lines marked previously with a folding stick is all that is required. When working the title, a thread of silk drawn tightly across the gold produces a line sufficient and is the only guide that an experienced workman requires. To finish a side, make a mark with the folder and straight edge as a guide for any rolls or fillets. Prepare the leather as before described where the ornamentation is to come, but if the pattern is elaborate it must be worked first in blind. As a greater facility, take a piece of paper of good quality and well-sized. Draw the pattern you wish to produce on the paper, and if any tools are to be used, hold them over the flame of gas. This will smoke them, so that they may be worked on the paper in black. When the pattern is complete in every detail, tip the four corners of the paper with a little paste, then work the pattern through the paper onto the leather, using the various sized gouges as the scrolls require, and a single line fillet where there are lines. Work thus the complete pattern in blind. This being done completely, take the paper off from the four corners, place it on the other side, and work it in the same way. Prepare the leather with vinegar, and pencil out with glare the whole of the pattern. If the whole side be glared with a sponge, it will leave a glossy appearance that is very undesirable. The whole of the side is now to be laid on with gold, and the pattern worked again with the warm tools in the previous or blind impressions. The inside of a book is generally finished before the outside. This should be done as neatly as possible, carefully mitering the corners when any lines are used. 
most frequently a roll is used, thus saving a great deal of time. A style was introduced in France, called doublé, the inside of the board being covered with a colored morocco different to the outside, instead of having board papers. This inside leather was very elaborately finished, generally with a dentelle border, while the outside had only a line or two in blind. It is a style which, although very good in itself, is not now in great request. Many prefer to have the finishing outside, rather than to have it covered up and not seen when the book is shut. End of section 19